The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! You think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? Oh, well, I must have not been paying attention When you were just talking to me Do you think that you could take me about a minute. the question And I listen more attentively There must have been something In all of that nothing That wasn't quite so easy I think this is our last watch party. Oh, no. Yeah, watch parties are going away April 15th. Uh-uh. So I think this is our last one. Alrighty. Oh, I like that. I like the Pleasant Valley Suppress. That looks... I'm Pleasant Valley Landscaping. You're welcome. That's excellent. <laughs> Alrighty. Hi, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan here at the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, atop Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. I want to thank our sponsors. Um, I, I can't believe that this show is actually making more money now than it was a year ago. Uh, we want to thank McLennan Real Estate, Century 21 out of Methuen. We love Matt. We're going to try and get him on the show, I think, next week, if we can pull it off, uh, to talk about real estate in the Merrimack Valley. Uh, last time he was here, he said it was a seller's market. So we want to know if that's still the case and, and uh, find out from him what's been going on real estate-wise in the Merrimack Valley. AFC Urgent Care, if you're sick and you're in the Merrimack Valley, you don't feel good, don't wait four hours at Holy Family Hospital at the emergency room. You walk into AFC Urgent Care, and in under 10 minutes, you're going to see a doctor. And that's one of the reasons why I love AFC Urgent Care. I hate wow. doctors. I hate hospitals. I hate waiting rooms. And so whenever I don't feel – even I had a toothache one day, and it was a Sunday, and there's no dentist open. I went to AFC. They gave me a prescription for antibiotics and something to kill the pain so I could get to a dentist like within a couple of days. And I didn't have to wait like an hour to see somebody. So we love AFC Urgent Care in Methuen and North Andover. Marsan and Sun Construction – We've got uh, some really nice weather here, so um, now is the time to put on that addition on your house to fix your roof. Give Ronnie Marsan a call, and we're really hoping he runs for city council this year. We're really, really hoping Here's in Methuen. Uh, Borelli's Deli. We love Borelli's Deli. Borelli. It's my Thursday stop after the show. I go in and I get my deli meats, and I also go in now and I get my steak and my chicken. I used to get those at Thwaites. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but now that – I didn't realize because I always just went there for, 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 for deli meats. Never even dawned on me that they had steak and chicken. Um, I usually just go in, order what I order, and leave. And um, I think we had, I think Neil Perry was here one day, and he said, no, no, they've got chicken and steak. So I went in and I bought my chicken and steak there. So we love Don Smirigli. And he does a lot for the community, the owner of Burley's Dolly. And Pleasant Valley Landscaping, they're booking now for June. That's, they're so busy. They're not even booking for jobs for like April. Wow. Right? They're not even booking jobs for May. That's how far out they are. Um, how far out that they're booking. So if you're looking for landscaping, they're booking for June. And by the way, they're worth the wait. Like some places they'll show up tomorrow, but they're going to do a crappy job. Right. Um, you want Pleasant Valley landscaping. So we've got a pretty good show uh, uh, up for you today. At least I think so. Then again, what do I know? I think the best two shows that we've done were the one on homelessness in Lawrence and Methuen. And, yeah. and when we had uh, civil rights leader Richard Lawrence here, and those are our two lowest rated shows. 
Huh. Right. So the two shows that I thought were the absolute best shows that I've ever done are the two lowest rated shows that we have. But I can tell why you think this show is amazing already because you're surrounded by gorgeous. Women. <laughs> are you kidding me? I could do this all day, right? If 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 Dave would let me go three hours today, I absolutely would. <laughs> so uh, we have a couple of guests here today. I wasn't sure what to call the show today, right? Because we didn't know like what to call it. As it stands, it's titled "Live" and then the date. <laughs> we'll, we'll come up with something creative afterwards. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so uh, with me today, uh, we actually have six guests. We have three guests for the first pod, three guests for the second. I don't think we've ever done that. Um, although we came close with the police chiefs. We yeah. had four. That was yeah. pretty fun. Um, with me today, to my left, to your right, Samantha Muse, Courtney Andrade, and, and my friend, Rayla Campbell. Um, Rayla and I uh, bumped into each other a bunch of times when she was running for Congress. Yes. And um, we actually were at the Wilmington. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. Yeah, that was With the Wilmington rally. Um, the pro-police rally, and we had some Antifa guy there, and he was causing some trouble. And so I brought the video of that because we ran it the week that it happened. Uh, but I thought having you guys here, we're going to have a lot more um, activists who are going to be watching this either now or later on. And I thought this would be like a good instructional video on how to, how to deal with these people because I dealt with these people, and um, he didn't really like the way I dealt no, with him. No, you did an amazing at, job. At, at, at all. Um, and I was kind of proud of myself, because normally I'm the guy who's just videotaping other people doing stuff. But, you know, my dad was a police officer. My family were all police officers. My dad was killed in the line of duty. I have tons of cousins that were cops. And I was watching this guy disrespect the cops, and I was just so outraged by what he was doing. And I'm like, these poor cops have to stand there and take this guy's abuse. And he literally got in their face. Actually, can you cue that up? Maybe we'll start with that. If you can cue it up. Um, he, literally oh, got, he literally got in the cops' faces with his camera and little spittles are coming out of his mouth. This is the middle of COVID, yep. right? And he's, uh, he's, he's calling them names. He's swearing at them. And these poor cops can't do anything because if they do, they'll get sued, right? They have to stand there and they have to take it. And I felt so bad for these guys. I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm getting involved. I'm, I'm jumping into this. And if I get beat up, I get beat up. I don't care, I guess. All right, um, and so this, yeah, so this, this, is how I, this is how I dealt with the Antifa guy in Wilmington last year. And I thought... All right, so... Mm. Now let's do You want to be on this vlog, too? All right. Did I send you the wrong one or am I supposed to do that? That's okay. Come on, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. No, you step in in a minute. Okay. Yeah. Let's get through that. So you're Bradbury, right? Uh, officer, what's your name? Officer? Officer, I need your help. Are you a dereliction of duty? Yes, so. All right. I need your you, help, officer? officer. What's your name? Excuse me. Can you tell this man to get out of my face? I'm going to get in their face. I'm going to get in your face. I'm not getting in your face. If you're getting in their face, I'm going to get in your face. No, I'm not. Yeah. You're in their face. You're in their face. Get out of your face. I'm just trying to speak to law enforcement officers. So you can watch the video later. You know who they are. Is that right? Yeah. This is Rod Weber, by the way. No, no, don't touch him. Don't touch him. Oh, is that right? Don't touch me. So I thought that was hysterical because he's attacking the cops. The cops are evil. You guys suck. And then the minute I get in his face, it's help officers. Are you going to help me? I'm like, the total hypocrisy of these people. They don't even really believe in what they say they believe in. And I, I and after that happened, I thought, you know, 
if one person at every rally got into the, the loudest guy's face that's with these Antifa groups, these, these um, and some of them aren't even Antifa, they're just agitators, yeah, they're liberal agitators. And if we did what they did, they're doing it, they're not getting arrested. So obviously, if we do it, we're not going to get arrested. Let's just get in their face with our cameras and show everybody who the assholes are. He's the reason why I got a bullhorn. At my rally, he showed up at a rally I had in Dorchester, and I had all my Vietnamese, and they came all the way down here from New Hampshire to stand and support me and just to wave to the crowd. And he came up, him and Ernst, who punched the 80-year-old in the face, they came and with both of them side-by-side bullhorns right in my ears. And I was like, are you kidding me? That's why I went and actually got one of my own because I was like, no, I'm not going to have this happen to me. I'm going to fight fire with fire. And Mary Lee was amazing. She was blocking them out and she was getting all in their faces. And eventually the stuff that they were saying – we had to call in police, of course, as always, and they removed them. They had them, they take, took them out of there because they were going to be charged. They were now getting to the assault level, especially that my ears were ringing. I couldn't believe it. And I was like, all right, I got you. So file the lawsuit. Go to the ear doctor, save all your bills, and then file a lawsuit against these people. Because really, that's the only thing they understand. The only thing they understand is pushback. And, you know, I, I, don't, I can't remember ever watching a liberal protest and seeing conservatives get in their face and try and interrupt them and stop them from speaking. And, you know, the people who are censoring are never the good guys. No. And, and I'm a First Amendment guy. I'm a newspaper publisher. To me, anybody who ever tries to silence anybody is the bad guy, no matter what, no matter what your opinion is. And I'm sure it might have, I'm sure there's one guy out there that might have done this, but I've never seen it. I've never seen conservatives show up at a liberal protest for whatever reason, get in their face, try and stop them from speaking, try and disperse the crowd, try and create mayhem. But I see it at every single conservative rally, every single conservative protest, every single conservative grouping. I mean, sometimes it's not even a rally. Sometimes it's just like a candidate running for office, having some event or having a standout, and they go out and they harass them. We just said this on the way here today. We said that... um, This is the voice of Samantha Muse, sorry. Yeah, we said today that I've never actually heard or seen them, uh, seen a conservative group go and counter-protest any liberal standouts or anything Mm -hmm. like that. I mean, maybe it's happened, but I've never heard of it or seen it happen. Uh, But I, I have a hard time squeezing in my own... Uh, events and things to do. I don't have time to figure out where they are and go seek them out to go counter protest them or start problems with them. Um, but they're, they're making it their mission to right. come to all of our events. Well, most of them don't work. They have no. nothing else to do. They're, they're on some kind basement. of assistance, right? They're on some kind of assistance. And so they've literally got nothing to do all day, but to go out and harass people that don't agree with their politics. Now, I'm, I guess I'm an old fart, right? Because I was brought up to believe that the best way to counter speech you don't like or agree with is with your speech, right? Right. And so if they don't like what you're saying, they should hold their own rally and speak to their own people and, and, or write letters. I have people all the time call me and say, I hate what you wrote in the Valley Patriot this month. Uh, you got this wrong or you, you, you didn't portray it the right way. And I always say, well, then write your own column and I'll publish it, right? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Pu- Absolutely, I would. I've pu- I had a guy write a letter to the editor basically saying in eight different paragraphs how much I suck and the different <laughs> ways that I suck. And I published every word of it because, look, a lot of people who read my paper don't like me, right? So sometimes they pick it up for like the puppy column or whatever, and they may not like me. They'd love to read that. And I'd rather them read it in my paper than someone else's yep. paper, right? So, you know, I've always believed that if you, if you don't agree with somebody, if you have a, a, a difference with them, then you use your speech to counter that and let the best ideas win. 
Today's today's activists don't believe that. No, it's today's activists culture. believe that they're so morally superior that no one should hear what you have to say. They want to shut you down. Yeah, they do. They want to um, shut you down, shut you up. It's their way only, and if you disagree with them, you're the enemy. You're right, a racist. Right. You're a homophobe. You're a xenophobe. You're everything under the sun because you disagree with them, and right. they put themselves at such a high priority. Minus the fact that they have no job and live in mommy's basement and have no aspirations for the right. future, sleep until noon, then get up and come. And at the end of our rallies, right. by the way, is when they start to show up and try to instigate violence and just unrest. Right. And you, you'll notice like there were a lot of people coming close in that video were coming close to touching him. And I wanted to make sure nobody touched him because we didn't want him to be the victim. And that's why he was there. He was there to try and incite someone to hit him so he could be the victim and say, look how evil these conservatives are. And we all know what the media would have done with that, right? Okay. We all know the media would have taken that one little slice and they would have played that as if he didn't do anything and people just came out of the woodwork to kick his ass. Um, so I wanted to make sure, like, don't give this guy any excuse to be the victim. Don't touch this guy. And I was actually, like, his, his best security for the day because there were a lot of people there looking to kick his ass afterwards. Yes. In fact, a couple of guys were following him to his car. I followed him to his car to make sure nobody touched him. Yeah. And do you think I would have got a thank you for that? No, I didn't get no, a thank you. No, no. I didn't get a thank you. He was just a that. horrible person. Then you had the other ones there, too. You had Picard there. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, these these are they, – they're provocateurs. Right. And their purpose – is to go out and try to wreak havoc on any type of peaceful rally that we're having. And they want to incite violence. They want us to attack them. So, yeah, they can go and file lawsuits and we violated their first Run amendment to the media. rights. Yeah, and it's like, look at these terrible people. They yeah. beat me up. And we're just like, are you serious? But that's why we need to counter everything with having videotapes and having our cameras constantly rolling because of the stuff that they say. They threatened to gang rape me. Really? Yeah, at my rally in Randolph. You should have just said, okay. What are they going to say, right? I, I always say steer into the skid, right? <laughs> I always say, you want to say something like that? Just agree with them. Okay, fine. Is that what you want to do? Okay. <laughs> what time would you like me to meet you? Like, you know, whatever. Because they're not gonna actually going to do it. They're, they're all a bunch of sissies. They are. None of them are actually going to carry anything else. So I always like to call their bluff, you know? Yes. They say, oh, I'm going to meet you in the parking lot. I'm like, okay, I'll be there at quarter of nine. Just yeah. let me know. And I'll be happy to you know, wait it. for you. And they never show up, right? Um, they are the modern day brown shirts. And one of the things that I always, when I, when I give talks to conservative groups, is we have to start adopting the language of the liberal because it works. Um, they always like to say, because, it's, it's, because left and right is a made up construct, right? So in college, you, we, people are taught that fascism is right wing. Fascism is not right wing. If you look at the spectrum of liberal, conservative, where people stand on the spectrum, the further to the left you go, the more government control you have. I got this from Dennis Prager, by the way, so don't send me any emails that I'm stealing material. <laughs> but but he, he said it about 10 years ago. I was listening to a show, and he's absolutely right. It stuck with me. The further to the left you go, the more government control you have. You have liberals. Then you have progressives that want more government control. Then you have fascists that want more government control. And then on the right, you have conservatives, less government control, libertarians, less government control. And then people put, people put anarchists on the left – I put them on the right, because if you take the right to its furthest extreme, you end up with no government and total chaos, and that's what, that's what anarchists are. So I think they've, they've, they've cheated, so to speak, by convincing people what left and right is, even though it doesn't fit into the, into the spectrum of what left and right is supposed to be. These people are fascists. Right. They are fascists. They are. 
their behavior proves that they're fascists. Their beliefs prove that they're fascists. And then when you say that they're liberal fascists, they want to have a definition discussion with you. They want to say, no, 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 fascism is on the right. Because now you're not talking about how fascist they are. You're talking about definitions. Liberals love to talk about definitions because it totally takes away from any point anybody can make. Um, but they don't even know the real definitions. Right. Well, they don't. And they don't care. They just <laughs> no. know what they've been told and they just repeat it because they're robots. They're, they're, they're the brown shirts. They're right. there not to understand anything, not to get anyone else to understand anything. They're there to cause problems. Yeah. Right. Um, to your right, to the audience's left, we have Courtney Andrade. Did I say it right? Yeah. And um, <laughs> she's got to stop talking, though. She's taking way too much time out of my show. Um, so you, you go to these rallies. Can you talk to us about some of your experiences with these rallies, these, these um, protests, rallies? You want to talk about Bridgewater? Sure. Is talk about sure, exactly talk about- what you said. These people don't know their definitions. We've been called white supremacists, racists. Just all these different names, and I'm just like, huh? <laughs> um, there was an anti-fascism uh, sign two men were holding, and I, at first, I was like, are you on my side? <laughs> um, because I'm not anti-fascist or whatever. So I walked up to them, and I was like, oh, whose side are you here on? And they're like, oh, we're, we're in, uh, against you. I'm like, well, I just wanted to let you know that I'm not for fascism. I am for America. But thank you for so uh, standing here and promoting our event because this is awesome. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> and they were just they were just super angry at me because you know I wasn't wearing a mask or whatever. But um, uh, a lot of these individuals, I, I talked to one of the people we had a problem with. Um, she was a school teacher actually. And she, <laughs> she told me that she, she's for freedom and, and she, she's in this group standing up for justice, which doesn't exist anymore. Um, and that, you know, she's for, you know, essentially Brianna Taylor and, and stuff like that. I'm like, Oh, okay. So, so we said, well, you know what, we're going to move down the street um, and then you can have your rally. We won't interrupt it and we'll just have our rally down the street. Instead, you know, we see on their Facebook group all these messages, you know, um, bring mace with you. Um, they were telling us, um, you know. Um, You're all concealed right, carry, I assume, right? Yeah. So, but, should be. but they were saying, write the National Guild, uh, Lawyers Guild on your arm, the number. Um, bring change in your pocket, bring $40. First off, who does that, right? <laughs> who says this? You're going to bring change. To so you, you're knowing that you're going to go to jail right. for something. Right. Right. So knowing this, this is premeditated. They're premeditating some sort of violence into our group. Right, and this and was then, promoted as a family event. Exactly. So we, we were just had children. Like, we just wanted a free event so everyone can come together and relax and have music and celebrate what America is and all of our freedoms. And it was like they didn't care. It was a we're like buying black weird. band there too yeah, as yeah. well. So yeah. I thought that was you hilarious. white supremacist <laughs> bastards. <laughs> How dare black you? Black singer, black right. speakers. You know. Well, I watched Rayla one day on TV. Somebody calling you a white supremacist, and I'm and I'm and I can't remember what channel it was on. And I looked and I and I spit my coffee out all over my desk <laughs> because I thought the guy was kidding. I thought he was joking. He wasn't joking. No. He was totally serious. Yeah. And I thought, wow. 
this country's doomed. <laughs> yeah. This country well, is doomed. We've got we no were, shot. We were buying like bubble makers the night before and hula hoops and frisbees for the kids because we were having a family event. And they're talking. And, and we, we have can't Play-Doh. wait. And they're talking about bringing forty dollar bail money. But the other thing that was weird is you have a, a group of people talking about bail money and everything else, and then another group of people within the same group talking about, oh, we're not violent. Right. You're right. not violent. What are you talking about? Why are you talking about bail money then if you're not violent? I think we watched in Minneapolis how nonviolent they are. Yeah. I'm just saying. Is that yeah. the second uh, chop zone or whatever that's yep. like uh, yep. now they're looking at it the same way they're looking at Portland? Yep. And, you know, that comes back to what we're saying. Or like, we're, we left. We went down half a mile away to have a beautiful freedom rally with children with families out in a it was a gorgeous day and these people and a teacher uh like came down to attack us came through a fenced in area yelling at the cops first off she was yelling at the cops saying all these sorts of things and then because someone got on her face with a camera, she turned around to the cops. Are you going to help me? Why would they help you? Right, You're just exactly. yelling all sorts of things right. to them. That makes no sense. And now she's to demanding the- to know who paid for those officers. Right. Who paid for the protection there? You, well, you, you brought, brought it. The, you, you brought them there. Right. Send right. her the bill. Right. right. If, no, if, if they were there, you wouldn't need the cops. Exactly. If they show right. Up, right. We maybe would have had two or three as like right. just a detail or something. Mm-hmm. But the only reason that a hundred something police officers had to come was because there was a credible threat of violence that she caused. So it's like, and now she's demanding to know who's going to pay for it. I think she should get the bill. And she's demanding to be a victim of this thing where if you would have stayed home, well, there's tremendous political clout today in being a victim Mm. because of the way, because of the media environment, right? If you're a victim and you have the right politics, if you portray yourself as a victim and you have the right politics, you're going to get publicity. And that also has political, political value, right? Right. So this is what they do. I, 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 we're going to have to swap out uh, in a couple of minutes. Um, we're gonna, we have more people coming up to talk about this. But really, I've got to pick your brain on something because th- this is bothering me. I left the GOP about eight years ago because I actually came to the realization, and I feel stronger about it now than I did then, that the GOP has sold us out. Mm-hmm. And you're running for office as a Republican. I, 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 I will never give another dollar to the Republican Party ever again. And you don't have to. They're the reason why... People like you suffer the way you do and have to deal with what you do because the people in the party do not have our back. They don't have our back in Congress. They don't have our back at the state house. They don't have our back at any level of government. Half of them, if not more, are in on it, whether it's illegal aliens, whether it, whatever the issue is when it comes to wokeism, they're not fighting for us. They're fighting for their own power. And that's the one thing Donald Trump, I think, taught all of us is that Washington really is just a power grab and both sides are in on it. Mm-hmm. And we're the ones, or you're the ones at the local level that have to deal with the 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 fallout of all of that because the left knows it. The left knows it and the right doesn't. People on the right are still being loyal to the Republican Party. They're still spewing all this conservative financial stuff. And we watch the GOP sit there and say no to $2,000 for a stimulus plan for us while they then approved billions of dollars for Egypt and Jordan and Pakistan and, and Somalia and South Africa and Uzbekistan and all these other places. And so how is it that you're a smart person? You know all this, right? Because I've watched some of your speeches. How do you then turn around and run as a Republican? Well, I've always been a Republican because I've had those values straight in my core from birth. I knew exactly what I was raised 
on and what my beliefs were. So what's happened with the Republican Party now is the same thing. They've gotten corrupt. They've gotten so used to money hungry and power. And it's like what I like to use as an analogy because I was a dental assistant. It's a rotted tooth. And so in order for us to fix that, us, the court, we've got to go in there and get all that decay out. It means we've got to primary people. We've got to challenge them. We have to hold them accountable and actually get out there and show. And once we get that decay up, then we can actually build up the crown and make a nice, strong root right there where we're now going forward and we're holding true to what the Republican policies originally of the 1865, how it was, that is what we want to go back to. We don't want to have what is now, they're just like Democrats, the rhinos. We're done with that. And that's why, like you say, a lot of people will not donate to the Republican Party. Good. Donate to the candidates because they're the ones that are out there doing the work. The Republican Party has not been had my back. They have not had my back. They have tried to sabotage me, even though they'll look at you and be like, oh, yeah, you know, we're rah, rah, Rayla, go. But in the meanwhile, they're stabbing you in the back. Absolutely. Because I challenge everything. I challenge what you're supposed to be doing. You say that you're running for the people, but how come nobody knows your name? You say that you want to give back and that we need to build people up. Well, how come you aren't out there showing people and giving back to the communities and getting Republicans elected from dog catcher up? And that's why I'm doing this. And that's why I want to make sure that we don't lose sight of what the Republican Party was actually founded on. But we build off of that and get rid of all of this corruption that's in there. That's so cute. We can always... I like because to be cute. It, it's so cute because because uh, because I think you still really believe it can be saved. I, you know what? It's a strong belief, and you have to believe because God has put me here for a reason and to give that back. People need to remember to believe and to have goals and to have dreams. That's the way that we are going to keep moving forward instead of going backwards as we have been. I just wish we could start a different party. We have a party. It's called the Constitution Party. All right. I'm in Bristol County. All right. <laughs> talk, well, talk to us about that because we get about f- four minutes and we're going to swap everybody out. I um... Talk about this Constitution. Well, listen, I'm not, I, will nev- I will never, ever, ever give another dime to the Dem- Republican Party. Um, and, and if there's another party out there that actually believes what they say and say what they believe... I'm open to joining that party, but I will never become a Republican again, at least not the way it is now. I don't like the d- Republicans or Democrats. I know they're too corrupt. I think both sides are corrupt. That's just me. Um, I understand uh, Rayla's point of view because, I, I mean, if there are good people in the Democratic Party and there are good people in the Repu- Republican Party, but there's too much corruption in both parties. Right. So we have the Constitution Party. We're trying to build it up right now. It's on the Constitution with everything else. We want to hold people accountable to the Constitution. If they don't abide by the Constitution, then, you know, you'll you'll be tossed out. Um, But we want to build up America. So we want to build it back up to where it was at one point. But... um, so the, the Constitution Party right now is, I believe, is made up in California. We're trying to build it up here in Massachusetts. We have a small, so we already have the delegate yeah, party small. here. 
Um, so we have a, a, a good size group right now, but we're trying to build it up and bring more people on and, and then get those people, whoever wants to run, we will train them on the constitution. We will tr- give them everything they need to know and then push them out there, uh, um, and become leaders and politicians and local government and, you know, the state reps and everything else. We'll give them that training to go up and, um, be a politician. See, my strategy has been I left the Republican Party and I found a bunch of Democrats that give a lot of problems to their own party, like Diana DiZaglio, Katie Ives at the time as well, right? And if there's a Democrat out there that the insiders in the Democrat Party hate, those are the people I want to support. So Katie Ives was our state senator about five years ago. She came up with the idea of putting photo ID on EBT cards. I went to my local Tea Party rally, my local Tea Party group in North Andover, and asked if she could speak. Because this is someone we should be supporting because her party hates what she's doing. They refused to let her speak. So that's one of the reasons why I left the Tea Party. Because if we're really about the issues, it shouldn't matter that she's a Democrat. shouldn't matter that she's for abortion. She's here to talk about something we care about. Let's have her here and let's help her get that accomplished. Because with Republican help, she can actually get this accomplished as a Democrat. So my strategy has always been since then, since I left the Republican Party, was to just find one or two Democrats that are giving a lot of problems and a lot of agita to their own party and doing things that are outside checking all the boxes and support those people. Because supporting Republicans has gotten me nowhere for 40 years. Yes, because we run failing candidates. They don't actually support the candidates that are strong and have the backbone to go out there and be the voice of the people. And they recruit people who can't win. Let's just call it the way that it is. That is. is. The minute someone calls me and says, I'm a Republican, I'm running in such and such a district, and I start talking to them and say, how much are you willing to spend? What is your strategy? And I get, well, it's a grassroots. We're not going to release it. I said, well, then you can't win. Why are you even running? Like, what's the point? Well, no one should run unopposed, but they are running unopposed because you're not going to raise enough money to, to make it viable. So why should I support you? Like it's a, it, You're failing before you even start, and the party knows that, and they don't recruit people that actually can they win. They don't recruit anyone, right. and that's the problem. They want to be have, the big fish in the little pond. Yes, and they want to all keep the control of what they have now, and they don't want to relinquish any of that or to invite new people in. Hence why when you talk about grassroots movement and everybody sees my what I've actually done. You've done great, you've done great work. You have done great work. But it's boots on the ground. Right. And it she is, comes out to all the rallies. She's out at our rally. Yeah. She's out at the standouts. She's going to be out at our rally on April 19th right. in yes. Lexington um, on Hastings Park, right? Hastings yeah, Park. Hastings Park. Yeah, so she'll be there. It's and, important. Yeah. We have to stand up and we've got to, like I said, lead by example. So you get out there, you're showing what you're going to do as a Republican, what we should be doing, and we want more people that are like this. And the way that we're going to do that is we're going to primary and challenge all of these rhinos that we have in there. I understand having the Constitution Party, but it is very small, and it splits the vote around here. And it's just, we, you know, we've got to actually focus on the issues and what the person is going out there talking about and what they're going to do right. instead of, oh, well, this person's, a, you know, they're a Democrat and it's just named, so we're just going to fill it in. And knowing that they're radical and there's nothing that they can actually benefit from by getting this person elected. But sometimes they lie. They sit they there and lie, lie to your face about what they're going to do. And some of these people just believe in what they're going to do. Oh, okay. That sounds great. And I'll vote for you. Oh, that sounds great. I'll vote for you. But really, when they come in, it's like complete opposite. But look we, at their track record. Right. That's what we got to do. You right. follow their track right. record. And, you know, John Paul Moran, who did run for Congress last time, 
time he has you go USA and he's like, you know, we're going to start grading these right. people. And that's what, you, you know, you're going to look down the records and see what they voted on, what their policies that they've put in, and actually what they're going to give back to the community. Have they done anything? Um, I hate to, this is so awesome. I wish we could keep them for the full hour and then have the other three come up on a different show. Um, but we have to swap out guests. Um, I had one more point I wanted to make, and I can't uh, think of what it was. So uh, to my left, Samantha, you can stay if you want. <laughs> Samantha, Samantha, Samantha Muse, Courtney, Andrade, and Rayla Campbell, thank, um, you. thank you for coming. We're going to take you. a quick, very quick break to show you guys the amazing meat at uh, Borelli's Deli. And as soon as that runs, you guys can swap, uh, swap out. Um, so let's, uh, let's just run that now. We were at Borelli's Deli one day. I think I got audio on that. Uh, look at all those meats. Oh, those are amazing, right? You get the sausages there, and you get the salami. What is that there? Looks like even, yeah. How about that? Wow, hot dogs and everything. I know. Borelli's Deli. On Merrimack Street in Methuen. It's, a, it's really the best, and the best deli sandwiches you can get, too, by the way. It's really amazing. Uh, it says a no cell phone zone while I'm recording with my cell phone. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's delicious, though, folks. If you haven't tried it, even if you have, get down there and get out. So you're listening to the Paying Attention podcast. If you're listening on uh, Podbean, Spreaker, any of the podcast platforms, or you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook, and please, by the way, go to the Paying Attention podcast on YouTube. We're trying to get our subscriptions up so we can stop monetizing, maybe make some money. Yeah. You're not leaving, are you, Samantha? Oh, okay, all right. I need something to look at God, during the show. God, he's so worried. <laughs> Sorry, not as pretty. He panicked, he panicked. I told you I was going to behave myself the best that I could, and believe yeah. me, this is the best that I could. So Rayla's staying? Yes, I'm staying. Oh, okay, so we don't have somebody you didn't want to come up. Okay, all right. Fair, fair, fair. I know. You got to keep the lieutenant governor. Fair enough. The incoming lieutenant governor up here for a while. So we have, we have Eddie, Eddie Lewis <laughs> is with us, don't tell me, and Carol Langley, and Rayla is, is uh, staying with us. So um, I, I do want to bring up one other question for Rayla, even though I am, and I apologize, I'll give you guys as much time as I can. And you guys can chime in on this. Everything I said about the Republican Party, I believe. I do make exceptions, though. I love Charlie Baker. And I know that's going to make everyone here want to throw fruit at me. Yeah, seriously. However, without Charlie Baker, we have Maura Healy as governor, or we have... Um, uh, who's the DA? Um, uh, Rollins, oh. right? Charlie Baker may not be a conservative. He's not. But he's not a left-wing lunatic either. And I look at Charlie Baker as a speed bump in the road for the Democrats getting everything that they want. And so when Charlie does something that I don't agree with, which is like 70% of the time, <laughs> I get mad. But then I think, you know what? If it was a Democrat, it would be 100% of the time. Right. And Massachusetts has kind of found a way not to go the way of Minneapolis or California or New York because we've got a guy who's only 70% with them and not 100% with them. So I did want to pick your brain on that a little bit, anybody here that wants to chime in on, on that. I actually will still always support Charlie Baker because I know, what the, I know what, the, uh, what, the, what the other side means. I know what you know, not having Charlie Baker could result in. Right. Charlie's not running again. Oh, he's not. Has no. he announced that? He hasn't officially announced it, but, but he's not the, run. yeah, it's so people clearly, watching the show get some good news too. Yeah, it's clearly written there, and plus, I, I heard through the grapevine that there is a huge position for him at you know in medical company that that's Shocking. what he did before. So you know they're kind of trying to pump up Karen 
to be that next. She's got no shot. She's got no shot. But then we've also got Jeff Deal, who is possibly going to be jumping in. He at least has a shot. He at least has a shot. And Andrew Lelling. Andrew Lelling. Yes. Wow. Yes. So, you know, there is. Could he he win, though, because he he, was with Trump? He could win, though. Massachusetts. He, you know what? Hey, this I mean, is a communist state, you know. It is, but he is he has shown that he is able to work on both sides and he's not going to, you know, he's really going to stay to the core of what he believes. And I think that's what a lot of people will follow what the person, who the person is. People do not like what Maura Haley has done and they will not support. Like you'll have Democrats, but you don't, you're not going to get those Republican supports and you're not going to get the independent supports for her. But if they have a strong candidate, and that's why it's so important that I'm out there and showing that I'm going to make sure that we have a strong leader because you got to compare with me. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, But it's making sure that we don't lose that. And right. we have the right people that are going to be running for governor. And that the fact that nobody has come out on the Republican side or they're not ready to put somebody forward angers me and frustrates me and almost makes me want to be like, do you want me to run for governor? Right. But you know, Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, I have a lot of base. I have a lot of support. But the, the thing is, is Charlie did great up until COVID hit. And then it was like, but then what he did during last year. It was horrible. It was horrible. horrible. And then also the fact that he didn't come out for another Republican when he actually lowered the number to a thousand due to the COVID rules for the nomination process. And when I actually got that number, they said, oh, no, 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 no. You've got to be move held. The yeah, again. Move, and now I'm, so then they violated my constitutional rights. So I'm sitting here going, where are you when you're supposed to be coming out? If you're a Republican governor, why aren't you coming out and actually standing up for a young Republican that's coming in here and really trying to make a difference? Know what he did? He funded every single Democrat in my district. Yeah. What? I get yeah. it. That's fully listen, funded. Listen, I get it. But still, without him, you've got, you know, Governor Rollins. You know what I'm saying? And Absolutely that doesn't help anybody. Not. DA Rollins has blocked me on Twitter. Isn't oh, no. that illegal? Mm. Yeah. After she was like trying to feed me information. And then, you know, she went on that whole big scene where she claimed that a white guy was getting out of his car with a, a big gun or something. And it turns out it's a black cameraman that was <laughs> like had it on his shoulders. Was like, Eddie, 25 right? pounds. <laughs> you know? It was Eddie. <laughs> You know, it, she just and she labeled everybody in in South Bay Mall as being drug addicts, and it's just like, okay, D.A. Rollins, are you all right there? She lost her mind. But we got to just expose everything that they're doing. Not to mention the fact that she just sat there and released a bunch of criminals from jail. And what's happening to our communities? Right. It's but, it's but, I, but I guess my point is, without Charlie Baker, someone like that is running the entire state. Not in charge that we of the parole board. Right in charge of the person. Well, do we have the right person? Well, I don't if know we, we don't, do. then Charlie Baker will probably run again, and then he'll have to deal with me as his right. lieutenant governor. Listen, I hope he <laughs> runs again because him not running again means there's a chance the Democrats could take the state house back. And I think that's why he's pretty much, you yeah. know, hasn't made a statement yet, and he's waiting to see. But I guess everybody's waiting until May to come out with their announcements. They're taking too long. You're going to need a lot of time to raise. The Democrats have this money. Right. They don't have to worry about it. Republicans need time to raise money, and they got to get out there, and they got to show their face, and they got people got to know who you are and know what you stand on and what you're going to do. That right now is not happening besides me going out there and telling everybody, and I'm going all over the state. So if somebody doesn't step up in the Republican Party, then Charlie Baker probably will run again, and I'll be Karen. Uh, God, I hope. <laughs> Listen, I, I like Karen, but she's got no shot at being governor. No. Let's just face it. Um, Eddie, you're very quiet. 
<laughs> um, you're going to stop talking so much and just dominating my show. What do you think of Charlie Baker and all this stuff? Um, he's pretty much the last generation of basically, I guess, I'm maybe be a little pejorative, but boomers who just really care about money as opposed to ideology. So he's not super lefty in the sense that he really believes in it. He's not really trying to push it, but he's just here to make a buck. You got this new crowd of uh, Democrats that are coming in are very ideologically driven. So they're with the whole program. They believe in it, and they don't care about the money as so much as uh, them getting their agenda across. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what the main difference is. And I'm with you. I think all the political parties, the Republican and Democrat, are pretty garbage. I don't think there's any hope for them personally. I, I don't. I don't either. And and I admire that Rayla does. Um, I, I also think it's kind of cute because it shows kind of like a naivete. I've completely given up on the Republican Party. I've completely given up. It, first of all, there is no Republican Party in mass. We've got Jim Lyons. That's it, right? Jim Lyons and a small group of people. There's like five of us. Yeah. Um, nationwide, though, the Republicans are not with us. They're just not. They don't. So the main issues with the Republican Party is they're just a Democrat light. They don't have a real vision for the future. You know, they don't have any strong principles that they stand on. All they really talk about is economics and taxes. You're not going to really... You're not going to inspire a generation with talk like that. Right. But they can't even keep their promises on that. They, they, they run on fiscal responsibility. Oh. And then they say no to $2,000 for a stimulus for us when yes. they shut down our country. And they turn around and they put billions of dollars into a bill for other countries that, by the way, hate us. And that's why people are so upset. And us, the young, when we went down to CPAC, I went down to CPAC, and we had just a core of young Republicans that you didn't see. They did not put us on TV. Ed, they Eddie sounds like a girl, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you see, it was just, we had, we had so many of us down there, groups of us. We're coming out, we're coming, we're fighting, and we're holding them accountable. And we kept saying that. Why aren't they talking to any of us? Why aren't they promoting Where any the cameras? of us? Where are the cameras? Right. We had to make our own political stunts down there to actually get cameras. Like, oh, we're all going to stand together. And then all of a sudden, all of the black candidates, we're all young, we're all standing together. Then you got cameras coming around. Oh, what's going on over here? Yeah. And we, you know, we had Burgess Owens there, and he was giving us a pep talk. And it was amazing. But we had to create our own publicity stunt for anybody to actually come over and pay attention to us. And we're all strong and we have ideas and, you know, we're pro-American values and they just don't want that. They want their status quo. They want to run their losers so that they can continue. Well, they want their puppets. So they yes. can be they the big fish. They, they want to be the big fish in the little pond. Yes. That's what they want. And, and that's what I learned course. from Ron Kaufman and all of those guys during the beginning of the Charlie Baker. Uh, I was with Charlie Baker like before he even, he ran and he lost the first time. We were with him then. And and uh, and I'm sitting there and I'm listening to guys like Ron Kaufman, who I've always gotten along very well with, and I'm listening to their strategy and I'm just saying, you know what, this is all just wrong. It's all of it is just wrong. What are you guys doing? Yeah. Um, uh, Courtney Andrade is in the middle. She hasn't had uh, any time oh, to speak, so no, I want to give her I'm some time. What do, you, what do you think? I'm sorry. I'm Carol. Oh, you're Carol. Oh, <laughs> yeah, what do okay. I have here? Courtney was here last. Uh, oh, Carol I'm Langley. I'm sorry. Office. I'm yes. sorry. Carol Langley is in the middle. Uh, what do you think of all this? What do, what do you think about these rallies and the and the parties and all that? Well, with the rallies that we've gone to, like the Bridgewater rally was, it was kind of ridiculous. Um, the people who were counter-protesting us, they didn't come with a message. They're only, the only reason they were there was to cause chaos and make it so we couldn't be heard. They trampled through 
the like through our kids' play area. They stole the kids' play-doh and made adult-looking toys. Out of, like seriously, it was ridiculous. They all, by the way, seem so perverted. The Wilmington rally, the guy had a giant penis. Yeah, yeah. What is this? And he's about? walking along, and I'm like, what? What is your obsession like with sacks, you guys, yes. on the left? Like, what is that? There's a big problem there, and yeah, I think the it might stuff be a little that they said. <laughs> <laughs> a little <Sorry>. exactly. <laughs> but they know that there's going to be kids. They know that this is going to be a family event. They know that yeah, there's going to be kids. Yeah, and that's why they do it because they want us to stay home. They want us to, you know, keep our heads. Um, in the sand and don't get involved because right. that way they can tr- control everything. Right. They get to do whatever the hell they, we, they want if we don't stand up and make noise. And How those did, are threats right. that they're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're making sexual threats or uh, sexual innuendos towards yep. those are threats. Mm-hmm. But I thought the left uh, thought all of that so stuff indecent. was sexual harassment. So I, thought, it, I think it goes honestly a lot deeper than that. Because fundamentally, they don't hold the same values as people like you and me. Like, they are perverted, but down to their core. They, I mean, their entire gender like identity politics is all about their sexuality. That's all they care about. They are, in fact, literal perverts. So everything they do is in relation to basically having free will to act as unvirtuous as they please. Right? So when it comes to these events, obviously, they're not for BLM or Antifa. They're just trying to shut everyone down who wants to basically impose some sort of standards or hierarchy on society. Mm-hmm. They don't appreciate anything that says what you're doing is uh, reprehensible because they want to be free to be as sexually deviant as possible. Right. They are fundamentally rotten people. Yeah, and it shows when, in their behavior with, with everything that they do with these rallies and what they do with their own rallies. When they have their own rallies. You but it also that. brings up a point. There's, I hate to be like, there's an evil here. Yeah, I agree with but that. But there really is. I agree with that. And we have, you know, we have the Patriots Day rally coming up, and that's going to be amazing in Lexington. We've got so many people that are coming in. It is going to be a family event. So we want families to come out and to celebrate freedom. We know we're going to have, you know, the little high schoolers standing on the corner protesting us or with their signs. But they can have that. They can have that. We don't even have to pay attention to that. We're there to celebrate Patriots Day, to celebrate the Battle of Bunker Hill in Lexington, and to actually, you know, battle, sorry, conquered in Lexington. <laughs> like, wait and a minute. to have the little road race. <laughs> Let's have yes, our own marathon We're going to do our own marathon for the kids. We'll have them go around, and, you know, we can go around the green. We'll do some and red, white, and blue necklaces or something. Like It'll be amazing, and it's just getting out there and celebrating our history, our freedoms, and we're not going to cancel our marathon no for the second year. We're not year backing in down either. No. We're, we're, our kids are coming. My children will be there. You know, just because you guys showed up and disgraced yourself last time doesn't mean we're going to stay home this time. We're going we're gonna to do it, and it's going to be even bigger than Bridgewater. Carol, how did you get involved in all this? So I became involved in this after uh, my son had a vaccine injury. And a vaccine injury. Vaccine injury. Yes. So I'm actually a nurse. He was, he was, he's giving himself a vaccine and he hurt himself? What does that mean, a vaccine injury? <laughs> so he, I'm not up on the lingo. So he, he, he got his little shots and he was almost unconscious for like three really? days. Yep. Yeah. He developed encephalopathy, which is a neurological injury. Wow. Um, and this is from what kind of vaccine? So he, he actually received a bunch of vaccines all at once. So he got DTaP, MMR, the chickenpox vax, the flu vax. Um, and it, um, I, I don't know if that's right. it or not, well, but in any event, it was, it was a catch up dose, but what had happened is I had split them up. I was like, I was just the same thing had happened with my daughter and it scared the hell out of me. And they told me again and again and again, this can't happen. What happened to my daughter couldn't happen. And actually I was supposed to speak at the Bridgewater, um, thing that we had and, and I didn't end up, but I went back into her record and counted how many times. The experts were wrong when they told me um, that 
that Lily didn't have a vaccine injury. And it was 22 times. So 22 times they told me this can't happen. And it did happen. It took me 10 years to find out what happened to my daughter. And in the meantime, I had had another baby, vaccinated him as well. And he ended up um, very injured. He actually ended up developing symptoms of autism and qualified for a diagnosis. Wow. So you know how the whole, like, the vaccines don't cause cause autism? Yeah, well, they do. Okay. So, So and now our ability to send my kids to school is in jeopardy. And that's where all of a sudden freedom's hugely mm-hmm. important because mm-hmm. this is this is my children. Have you thought about injuries. homeschooling? Um, you know what? I get <laughs> I get asked about that a lot. Um, there's a chance I'm, I won't have a choice, right? You know, because there are bills on the table right now at the state house that would eliminate um, the religious exemptions most of us file. So um, I, it might be something that we have to do. I'm hoping not. My like I said, my son's autistic, and I I'm not qualified to teach him. Right. You know, he's above and beyond what I could do at home. Well, for, you know, for a very large fee. But I maybe could, you'll I, help I, me. I, could, I could teach your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, how did you get involved in all this? So basically when I became politically aware, basically right when I got out of high school, uh, I was 18, I figured, oh, I can vote. That was the year Obama was getting elected. And so I was like, oh, I want to educate myself. And then, you know, I kind of fell off the rabbit hole and realized how our system works, how our economics work in this country, how politics work in this country. You know, human trafficking, just how corrupt everything is. I was like, well, clearly this is a joke. So from that point on, I was really, wow, evil exists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and at that point, I turned around and it became a Christian. It's like, well, if evil exists, good definitely exists. And right. I want to be on that side. Right. You know, so now I concern myself with building community, getting people correctly, spiritually and mentally and physically oriented in a direction that's going to help us win. I don't particularly believe in a political solution. I think people need to, you know, basically stand up your freedom cannot, cannot be taken from you. You can only submit. Right. So you need to just stand up and say, like, you're not going to comply. So I really want people to be non-compliant and be ready to defend themselves and their liberties. If you're not willing to do that, it doesn't necessarily matter what your politics are, what your beliefs are, if you're going to sue them or not. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're going to get pushed around, then you're going to get pushed around right. if you're going to allow it to happen. So that's mainly what I concern myself. And, you know, this to me, this is a spiritual struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that deep. So I don't see any reason to not fight. And this is everything's on the table right now. Our country's on a knife's edge. So many people are waking up as they're consolidating power. So if we can get ourselves together and just show them that we're not going to comply, mm-hmm. they can't actually enforce their mandates on us. Uh, yeah, they're trying to, like hell, though. They, they, they are. are. They're trying to convince you that you need to obey, right. but you don't actually have to obey. If right. you don't put a mask on, are they, they going to physically come put one on you? Now you have a reason. They have a legitimate reason to fight, and you absolutely should. If right. you're not willing to fight for your liberty, you don't necessarily you don't deserve it at all. Right. You know, people need to ask them. But see, that's where I am. I'm I'm almost at a point where I think Americans don't deserve their freedom anymore. I no. watch what's going on in Minneapolis. I watch what happened in Baltimore. All the other cities that burned down. I watch the attacks on our police, which is really just an attack on our constitution. And I think, you know what? The, I don't. I don't know that I. Twenty years ago, I said Americans Americans deserve their freedom. Now I'm not too but sure. Our children now, do. Now I, now you know, I, maybe I'm not, not the sure. adults right now, but our kids in the future, they they definitely well, that do. Doesn't mean don't they don't fight. Have, oh, I'm not saying absolutely. don't fight. I stand up and be counted. You know, absolutely, I would fight. But to say that, you know, I, I get what you're saying when you say I'm a very cynical don't. person. <laughs> and, and you know what? And I hear you, but. Maybe some Americans don't, but our future generations most certainly well, right. do. Yeah. The, the, and our past generations didn't fight and die to right. for us to go Give belly up. up. Yeah. My grandfather Sorry, would be ro- my grandfather fought World War II, he'd be rolling over in his grave if he saw mm. what was going on right now. Sorry. Yeah. So I mean when it comes to like a lot of people don't deserve it, but I mean, 
I got enough fight to uh, free a, uh, quite a bit of people, you know? It, people need to understand that they refer to the Constitution. We do that all the time. It, it, it's our founding document, sure, but the, the Constitution is what refers to God. We have God-given rights. When you believe in God, you're basically believing in a fundamental good, objective truth. We believe this is this, and this is and this is not that. If you believe in truth, you believe that, that their good exists and that you should be moving in that direction. If you take away that good exists and you believe in moral relativism, then anything can be permitted. Right. There's no argument to stop any of it. And if the and if God is the source of the Constitution, then we should be referring to God and truth, not the Constitution, because as we can tell, the Constitution is not compelling to our adversaries. That's right. They don't care. You can yeah. talk about all you all you want, but they're just going to be laughing because who controls the Supreme Court? Mm-hmm. They do. Right. Yeah. Who who decides what the Constitution's uh, interpreted as? They do. Right. Mm-hmm. So is that a compelling argument? You can make it if you want, but it doesn't do anything. Right. I want I want effective results. Right. Right. I want these people to stop what they're doing. I want us to be free. So yeah. that requires a shift in orientation. So people need to get active in their own local communities. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what they say on the federal level. That if you're a local community, you just say, "Yeah, we don't really care." What are they going to do? Right. If they actually would come and try to oppress you, well, now you have a very clear t- case of physical tyranny, and yep. we all know what to do. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's pretty simple, but people need to have some courage. If you're materialistic and you just think like this is all you have, then I tend to see that people like that tend to be very fearful. But if you understand there's a higher authority, of course you never take the authority of the state over that of truth and God. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, yep. it's a very simple equation. You're wrong. He's right. That's true. That's not right. But you want to like boys want, are boys. Yeah, yeah. girls exactly. are girls. Exactly. <laughs> and for thousands of years exactly. of human history, boys have been boys and girls. Have, I like the applause. Yeah. <laughs> uh, boys have been boys and girls have been girls. And now, are, are there people who are born with some kind of a, a, a some kind of a, a deformity? Absolutely. Or that, 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 there's that, always going to be something. There's always going to be an outlier. There's always going to be something else. There's always going to be an exception to every rule. Right. But it proves the rule. But we right. should be able. Right. To, right. I should be able to teach my children that. That only women can have babies. Right. Yes. And I shouldn't get any flack for that. And right. that we breastfeed and not, and not chest, chest feed. feed. <laughs> I did not chest feed my babies. No. <laughs> no. Like men have chests, women have breasts. Right. And that that's is okay. Yes. And that that's is okay. how we were made. I can confirm that, by the way. <laughs> First hand. Can't confirm. <laughs> but there's no ist with it. <laughs> You're not a sexist or a whatever if you believe that no. because that's the truth right. well all the feminists should is. be super mad right now since right? you can no longer i mean you fought for women's equalities and everything and now you have men coming men, into our sports yeah winning your sports mm-hmm. you're not able to fight against that because then you're called a racist or, or you know a, whatever yeah like, yeah i don't they know are mad. what the what phobe is, is it's a one of it's a something phobe yeah something right. phobe. The, the, the feminists are mad they're turfs and they're very angry yes. and, <laughs> but the state is choosing the side with the trans as opposed to the turfs so you don't get to hear the turfs as much but they scream very loudly i just am like okay if you want to have your own transgender sports then make your own right sure and, and, I'm, and i'm okay with that that's fine if they want to have a transgender league that's fine they okay. know. when called, i was in junior high league, but what is it it's called, it's called men's league okay. <laughs> i was just gonna say when i was in junior high i played boys basketball we only had one team yeah. and it was you know and i could i went to high school i couldn't play girls basketball it sucked Mm. It did. It was. I'm sorry. It, they, it. There's a huge difference. I could probably could have kept up in in high school basketball yeah. with boys, but like, um, 
it is what it is. And we have to be honest with ourselves and, and truthful and and just go with it, you know? And to speak to that, it gives the state an incredible amount of power. They can get you to believe that boys can be girls and girls can be boys and that they can do whatever they want to your body. Mm-hmm. What can't they do to you? Right. That's a slippery slope. And that's where the vaccine thing a slippery comes slope. In. That's a cliff. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're literally like, bang, you're dead, right? We can do whatever we want and we and can justify it. But it boys starts... Who be girls who want boys that are girls. You know that song. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Yeah. like way back. Yeah, but like, it starts like with a mask. It starts with cover your face. <laughs> right. Starts right. with a mask, and, right. and then it moves to a vaccine. Then it moves to your COVID right. passport, and then the next thing you know, <laughs> I still think I, I still think that the Democrats and Republicans get together behind our backs and laugh oh, their asses do. off and oh, say, "Absolutely, what other stupid shit do you think we can get them to do? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What other what other stuff can we get them to obey? No matter how stupid it is, no matter how ridiculous it is, I bet we can get most people to do this. Get your shot and right. wear your mask right. and still stay six feet right. apart. You know, get the shot that's not proven to be safe. And won't make you immune. Proven. They admit that it doesn't work. <laughs> right. But you can still they get say it. You won't, exactly. You, they won't you still have to mask. Go take it. Sorry, you go. No, you, know, <laughs> you know, like they say that it's not going to protect against symptoms. It's not going to stop you from getting infected. It's not going to stop you from infecting others. What's it for? Right. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> it's a placebo. Yeah, on the one hand, take the, take the vaccine so yep. that you don't get it and you don't spread it. But once you've got the vaccine, keep wearing your mask. Did Me- you know what you we're get? Not liable. The- no. Right, yeah, yeah, right. But yeah, when you it. get the shot, you're now contagious. Yep. For like five, four or five days donate. or something. You yes. Can't donate. You can't donate. And it's like, okay, so why am I putting something in and making myself now contagious? And now I'm just a breeder of this virus. Think right. about it. They're just tre- they're they treating us those? like cattle. You yeah, know, they if they like, if they can get you to believe that you know girls can be boys and vice versa, then of course they can make you believe whatever nonsense about a vaccine. Right. Yes. Right. It's just a matter of making. So you guys are all anti-vaccine people. Yeah. Well, I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm anti-COVID vaccination, but my kids have gotten the standard vaccination. I'm anti-vax. But- <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm pro common sense. Yeah. I always keep it open because, you know what, right now, I don't know any vaccine that I would give one of my kids at this point. But my kids will never be vaccinated again. There's no possible way that'll happen. But someday in the future, maybe something will come out and maybe it'll be worth it. Right. So you got to keep an open mind. Yeah, Uh, but that's true. If I would say that's more true if we didn't know that the doctors and the corporations that pay them to push these medicines weren't already corrupted. Right. Yeah. And that's pro- the problem. We've proven that they're malfeasant. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. right? So I can't trust anything you come out with, especially when you say that you want a population control and think you can do it through vaccines. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. then you say, hey, everyone, you all it's need It's not like they're hiding what they're trying to no. do. No. They're very no, open. It's so, yeah. Right they're there. It's just oh, when, people only see what is put on the TV for them and what's it? COVID, 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 And they want to believe it. They want to believe it. The CDC is one of the biggest vaccine <laughs> patent holders. People are correct. They're lazy. So why? It's just laziness. <laughs> We should have had a revolution 15 days into this COVID thing. Absolutely. When they said 15 days to flatten the curve, and then it suddenly became, well, maybe a couple of months to flatten the curve. And then it became, okay, well, we flattened the curve, but we need a vaccine. And now once we get a vaccine, but you still got to wear a mask. I mean, we should have known at the very beginning, and there should have been, we should have risen up with pitchforks and and torches and stormed our town halls Mm -hmm. and stormed our, Mm -hmm. our, our state houses and demanded that those who are, campaign to represent us actually represent so us. So let's do that now. 
Well, mm-hmm. it, it, some of us were Patriots saying that from, will be in from the very, yeah. Some of us were saying that from the very beginning. It's just now you can't deny that we were right. You right? were right. <laughs> yeah, you were right. You know, and so now people need to be standing up and just flexing their self sovereignty, right? And just saying no to their authority. And we're having a rally next Monday, <laughs> yeah. on the nineteenth. We got about a minute left. So promote your promote your rally, and then we gotta we gotta run. Yes, so next Monday, uh, well, is it next Monday or two Mondays from now? Two Patriots Mondays. Day. It's Patriots oh. Day. It's the 19th, and it is on Lexington. Hastings, Hastings, Hastings Park. Park in Lexington. So it's going to be huge. We've got Back the Blue. We've got a lot of people. want everybody to come We need out. food, though. At the last couple of rallies, there was no food. <laughs> we could probably get some food trucks to come. We Just did some have some before. Barbecue. But, yeah, so it's, we're going to be – I'm going to promote it on my Facebook page, Rayla Campbell from Massachusetts. They can follow me on that and check it out. And then also you can go onto my website, which is Rayla for M-A. It's R-A-Y-L-A-F-O-R-M-A.com. And you can definitely donate and help my campaign. And, you know, making sure we're giving lots of support out there. But we want everybody to come out. We want people to be able to celebrate Freedom, Patriots Day, have a beautiful family day, see a reenactment, and it'll just be amazing music, singers. It'll just be all liberty, loving, and that's what we want. Uh, Eddie, any final words? Yeah, go to church, make friends, stack (laughs) ammo, get food, and uh, be free. (laughs) I love that. We need him on the show more. Our studio audience. And Carol agrees. gets the final word. Um, so come see us in Lexington on Patriots Day. I don't know. Sorry. I drew a blank there, guys. She's I, like, I was like, yes, he's stopping with Eddie. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, I want to thank Rayla Campbell, uh, Eddie Lewis, Joan Eastman, uh, Samantha Muse, Courtney Andrade, and, of course, Janet. Uh, who did I miss? I'm sorry, Carol Carol Angle. And of course, course Janet Aldridge, who put all this together for us today. Um, I may come on the 15th. They may take you up on your offer to speak. Awesome. Um, You got to come on my show, too. uh, You know what? I'd be happy to come on your show. That that would be a lot of fun. I'm before you, so it works out. I I, I talk as much as you do, though, so Uh, it's not like I did today. Like normally, I just go. I love that. I got two full hours. Okay, great. Excellent. (laughs) Uh, I also want to thank Chrissy, our fine, fine producer, Dave here at uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop. Studio 21 Podcast Cafe and the United Podcast Network for not canceling us so far hey. as of as of uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon today. <laughs> Who knows what happens tomorrow. I want to thank all of our sponsors as well. I want to thank Pleasant Valley Landscaping, Borelli's Deli, EIS Investigation for your gun training and uh, investigative services, Marsan Construction, AFC Urgent Care, McLennan Real Estate Century 21. And what is that? Sounds like Melvin Taylor says we got to go home. So go home already. (laughs) The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.